This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 28th of February. In your Squiz today, flooding mayhem in southeast Queensland, Ukraine and Russia to talk as the war rages on, Kevin Rudd eyed a return to politics, and remembering a great Victorian. This is your Squiz today. A natural disaster is unfolding in Queensland, Clare, after the southeast corner of the state received half a year's worth of rain over the weekend. There are dangerous floods to the north of the capital in Gympie and the Sunshine Coast. So far, the disaster has claimed the lives of six people and more than 2,000 homes are underwater. And we'll find out this morning how much worse things have got. Since late yesterday, there has been a rain bomb over that region and a lot more rain has fallen. So it's expected that the floods will continue to rise. Uh, When you look at the Brisbane River, which of course goes through Brisbane, uh, it was at 3.1 metres yesterday, which is below the 4.46 metre level that was reached during those disastrous 2011 floods. But looking overnight, the authorities say that it should peak at around four metres at about 7am this morning. That's when there's going to be a high tide. Uh, That makes it a major flood. So there's a lot of wait and see. And when you go north, the Mary River uh, over the weekend at Gympie exceeded the 23 metre mark yesterday morning. That makes it probably the biggest flood in history in that region. Further south to the Gold Coast, there's been flash flooding alerts and into New South Wales. There are towns this morning that are being evacuated, including the city of Lismore. Uh, So it's really bad up there. Claire, you mentioned those devastating 2011 floods in Brisbane. And in the wake of those floods, improvements were made to the management of the water catchments to the north of the city. But it's impossible to floodproof a city, Claire. No, you can't. Not one that's really situated on a river. Uh, And in Brisbane, particularly, there are a lot of homes that are on low-lying ground. So they've made, as you say, a lot of improvements to that Wyvernhoe Dam. That is the big water catchment north of the city that provides half of the city's drinking water. Uh, What they say is their processes have been updated as well in terms of when and how they release water when there are floods on the way and high rainfall. Lots of questions, though, still about whether they released enough water. Certainly Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk and authorities yesterday said that it was a very different situation to what happened in 2011 but a lot more rain has come and it's still raining there so there'll be a lot of scrutiny on that. And Claire as you mentioned it's a very serious situation just south of the border in the Northern Rivers region of Mwilambar, Lismore and Grafton. Floodwaters are going to continue into this week so it's a disaster that will continue to unfold and our very best wishes if you are in those flood affected areas areas in Queensland and New South Wales today. The war in Ukraine rages on. Over the weekend, Russia was roundly criticised for the violence and the West continued to impose more sanctions. And Claire, in response, President Vladimir Putin ordered his military to put its nuclear forces on high alert. 
That is something that has really alarmed Western leaders. What they say is it's unprecedented for Russia to put its nuclear arsenal on alert. Lots of questions, though, about what that actually means. Some experts say that it might just be a preliminary command, that it might not mean that Russia is planning a nuclear strike anytime soon. But certainly when it comes to Putin's view of the world, he's not appreciating the criticism. And in a positive development overnight, Claire Volodymyr, Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, says talks will happen with the Russians. There'll be a delegation between the two sides to meet somewhere near the border of Belarus. There hasn't been a time or a place confirmed just yet. Claire, some interesting political news this morning with reports in the Fairfax newspapers that the former Prime Minister Kevin Rudd was looking to return to federal politics at the next election. Could have had Kevin 3.0. It's not going to happen, though. Uh, What the report says is that he told senior Labor figures that he wanted uh, a run in the upcoming election. He wanted to contest the federal Queensland seat of Fairfax. That apparently, and this is the quote, set panic through the highest ranks of the Labor Party. Uh, He was ultimately dissuaded from mounting a run by senior party officials on the grounds that he would be an unwelcome distraction. Uh, For Rudd's part, he says that he was asked to run uh, by those in that area and that he politely rejected the invitations. And this morning's news poll has Labor maintaining a 55-45% lead over the coalition and Scott Morrison remains the preferred Prime Minister on 42%. That's down one point, while the Labor leader, Anthony Albanese, has lifted up two points to 40%. We talked last week about the Queen contracting COVID. She was going to keep working, albeit at a slower pace than normal. But yesterday, Claire, she cancelled a big gathering of foreign diplomats that was due to be held at Windsor Castle. That's an annual event that the Queen hosts where foreign diplomats come together and they have a talk about the UK's place in the world and certainly the Queen uh, offers her appreciation for the work that they do uh, representing their nations in the UK. There were no details given why the event was canned, but it might not be down to her case of COVID. Uh, It could be that it's linked to what's happening in Ukraine and an assessment by the Foreign Office in the UK that uh, having a gathering at Windsor Castle of all of the world's diplomats in the UK might not be the most appropriate thing to do right now. Yeah, that's right. And while we're talking about people with COVID, Clive Palmer is said to be suffering from the virus and pneumonia. Last week, we said it was a suspected case and now reports say that is confirmed. He is still in the news a bit at the moment, Claire, because of that defamation case against WA Premier Mark McGowan. And he's running for the Senate with his United Australia Party. It's a bit before my time and yours, Claire, but a giant of Australian athletics, John Landy, has died at 91. He was the first Australian and the second man in the world to break the four-minute mile. Yeah, a bit before our time. He was a big deal in the 1950s, so I can firmly say that was not our vintage. Uh, But, yeah, he's an absolute legend of Australian athletics. He was really known worldwide for his rivalry with Roger Bannister. Uh, He was an English 
English runner who was the first man to break that four-minute mile mark. But Landy was not far behind and they had a a really long-running rivalry that was very friendly and very respectful. Uh, When it comes to what he did here in Australia, he's probably best known for a moment in time uh, where he was running a race, a really big race. It was the track and field championships in Melbourne in 1956. There was a fall in the race. Ron Clark, who of course went on to become uh, someone really big in Australian athletics as well, was one of those who falled. Landy stopped to check if he was okay and then he rejoined the race and won it and nearly broke the four-minute mile at that point, which just shows what an incredible athlete he was. Yeah, that's right. And in 1999, that moment was voted the finest sporting moment of the century by the Sport Australia Hall of Fame. I think that's what we all remember him for. Outside of sport, Landy studied agricultural science. He wrote two books on natural history and he was the 26th governor of Victoria from 2001 to 2006. Very much a life well lived. Squiz today, Claire, what's on today that we should know about? It's the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Of course, the award season in Hollywood is a bit later this year, thanks to Omicron and all things COVID, but they are working their way through those awards. Uh, the SAG Awards recognise outstanding performances in movie and prime television. I'll be looking out for that. And I'll also be looking at the announcement of the long list of the Stella Prize today. That's an Australian literary competition open to books or poetry written by women and it's one we watch closely here at the squiz and if you want more on the stories that we discussed on the podcast today you can sign up to the squiz today email just go to our website and sign up for free and it'll drop into your inbox every morning that's all for us this morning we'll be back tomorrow This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit for member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy to understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.